Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. It's so great to have you here with us on this Wednesday. My name is JJ Jackson. I'm the host of this program. If you haven't done so already, be sure to follow and subscribe to Lockdown Blue Devils wherever you get your podcasts. We're the only daily Duke Athletics podcast that you could find out there. Support us. Follow us on YouTube. Watch the show each and every day. Subscribe. Like the videos over there as well. There's a lot that you could do to help support this podcast. Coming up on today's show, I'm so fascinated by stat leaders each and every season. And I said, you know what? Let's take a look at Duke men's basketball stats, predict who could be the leaders for this upcoming season. And we're going to do that on today's edition of the program. If you haven't done so already, follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. And you can follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Joining me on today's show, my very good buddy, he's Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. How are you, Josh? You ready to rock and roll today? Doing well, man. Ready to talk some uh, some basketball for sure. It looks like you got a nice little mustache growing in, man. So I'm, congratulations I'm on, on that. Thank you, man. I'm working on the stash a little bit. Not much sure. I'm not sure how much longer this will go with uh, some TV appearances later in the uh, week for me. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're, we're team mustache right now. Also, if you're watching us on YouTube, I'm rocking a bleed blue Section 17 podcast shirt here, Josh. Uh, tell folks about the shirt that you guys are putting out there. Yeah, so we saw uh, about uh, several of these this past Sunday at the open practice. But yeah, we put together a bleed blue shirt with our podcast logo on it. Um, and you can find if you go to our Twitter page, you can see it there. You can DM us and we'll give you more information about how to order them. They're $20 a piece, $5 shipping. And uh, we, we love them. And uh, several players have them now. Um, shout out Nina King and her family have them now. So you might be seeing more and more of those shirts as, as, uh, as the season progresses. That's pretty awesome. It's a great shirt. Find Josh on Twitter at Joshua Cox or at Duke FB Talk for more details on how you can get a shirt for yourself. All right, let's do this. I'm always fascinated by the stat leaders uh, in various categories. We're always looking for content to talk about with Duke men's basketball this time of year. And now that we know that the roster is in place, Josh, I figured that this would be a, a pretty fun exercise for us to knock out today. What category in particular if any, would you like comment first? And then what category do you want to start with? Um, well, my comment was um, in doing the research that you did, how underappreciated Matthew Hurt's season was that he had a couple of years ago. I was ago. thinking that too. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think Duke fans understand uh, just how good of a season he had shooting the ball, scoring the ball. Anyway, that was my comment. That was my comment. I don't care where we start, man. I'm ready to roll. Um, yeah. going to be interesting, interesting season for sure. But I just wanted to make that comment first as, as I was looking through the numbers that Matthew Hurt had an incredible season two years ago. Let's talk about putting the ball in the bucket. And so what happened doing and looking at our research, uh, just to let people know, points per game is kind of what we're projecting for Duke leaders. Over the last five seasons, Paula Bancaro this past year at 17.2. Matthew Hurt the year prior at 18.3. Vernon Carey Jr., 17.8 in the COVID-shortened 2020 season. And then in 2018-2019, this was wild. R.J. Barrett and Zion Williamson 
both averaged 22.6 points per game. You cannot make that up. Both top three picks in the NBA draft, and Zion played fewer games than RJ, but they still averaged the same amount of points per game. Incredible season. <laughs> still, still frustrating to me that that team did not go on to win it all. But uh, but what a fun season that was, you know, to watch and to be a yeah. part of, uh, for sure. But yeah, I mean, look, uh, if if you take that in consideration, they averaged twenty two point six a game in the last four seasons. The next highest points per game scorer at Duke has been Matthew Hurt. Right. It's pretty, pretty wild. Crazy. Yeah. More than Paulo Bancaro, more than Vernon Carey Jr. So. Pretty, in that context, incredible. it is interesting to think about that. And yeah, you'll hear Matthew Hurt's name in a lot of these categories. Shout out Hurt. I mean, what, what a guy he yeah. was. And um, hopefully he could get his career jump started at the next level. So uh, the leading scorer for this year's basketball team, I don't know, Derek Whitehead is kind of the first name that popped in uh, to my head. I just feel like this guy's going to attack, attack, attack. And uh, he's my early pick to be the leading scorer for the Duke men's basketball team. Where are you at, Josh? So, uh, Derek Whitehead is, is primary in my brain as well as Jeremy Roach. I feel like if, you know, let, let's put it this way, if we're going to be successful this year and we're going to be able to reach the potential that we think we can reach, uh, I feel like one of these two guys, you know, is going to have to be uh, our points per game leader. Um, I'll be honest with you, this is a season where I could see us, you know, maybe having a couple of guys right around that 15 uh, points per game mark and maybe not having the one guy, you know, at 19 a game. I, I don't know. But um, if you're going to go Derek Whitehead, just for the fun of it, I'm going to go Jeremy Roach. Just, you know, yeah, just, like he's going to have the ball in his hand more than anybody. Uh, you, you think about it, the shot clock winds down. There's seven seconds left on the shot clock. Jeremy Roach is going to more than likely have the ball in his hand. And we we know he can get into the lane. We know he can get to his floater. We know he can get to that little jumper. And we know he can get to the basket. So I'm going Jeremy Roach. And given the NCAA tournament that he had, I think there's going to be confidence for Roach on the scoring end of things. I think he does take more shots this upcoming season. Well, All right. and, and he was also just in a pro-am, right? Uh, did you see that? He was in a right. pro-am. Dropped 32 at a pro-am pro game. Yeah, he's, he's ready to go. His ready. confidence is up there for sure. Yeah. All right, hit us up in the comments. Who do you think is going to be the leading scorer for the Duke men's basketball team this season? Next up, rebounds. This past season, Paulo was the leading rebounder at 7.8. Matthew Hurt, again, the year prior, 6.2. Vernon Carey Jr., good number, 8.8 .8 rebounds per game. And Carey Jr.'s one year for the Duke Blue Devils. And then our guy, Zion Williamson, once again, 8.9 rebounds per game. So over the last four years, the highest total Zion Williamson at 8.9. Uh, pretty good company there. These guys did a great job of cleaning up the glass. Yeah, I mean, maybe a little interesting uh, last, you know, two seasons that, well, at least last season that Paula Bencaro out-rebounded um, Mark Williams. You know, maybe right. been a little bit of a surprise to people. If you remember the, the previous season, Mark Williams really didn't come on until the end of the year. And so it's no surprise uh, that Matthew Hurt led, led the team uh, that year. So that was a little bit surprising. Um, I will say this year, I do believe it's a two-man race. Uh, between Kyle Filipowski and Derek Lively. Uh, that's my opinion. You could maybe throw another name in there if, if you'd like. Uh, but I'm going to go – I'm actually going to go flip on this one. And I, I, I think maybe similar to this, uh, Mark Williams would have been the guy you would have think would think would have it, and Paulo wound up with it. I'm going to go that same route. <clears throat> you would think it's going to be Derek Lively, but I'm going, I'm going Kyle Filipowski. 
I like it. I, I do think those two guys are going to be on the floor a lot this season. I think given their size, their frame, their proximity to the basket, that's going to be uh, very helpful to grab all of those rebounds. I promise we're not doing this just to be different. It's great that we, for the conversation that we've kind of been different on these first two. However, I'm going to go Derek Lively, the second on this one, Josh. Big body, close to the rim. I just I think there are going to be moments where Filipowski on the offensive end is further away from the basket, taking shots outside, and we're going total rebounds. So offensive boards count as well, and maybe that helps Derek Lively pick up a few more on that end of the floor as well. All right, one more here before our first time out on today's show. Blocks per game. Looking at the last four seasons, Mark Williams a year ago, unbelievable, 2.8 <laughs> blocks per game. The year prior was also Mark Williams at 1.4. The season before that, 2019-2020, Vernon Carey Jr., 1.6. And then our guy Zion Williamson, once again, 2018-2019, 1.8 blocks per game. That guy, man, Zion. <laughs> what, what, and we're not done talking about Zion, by the way, as we continue yeah. through these categories. That's what's wild. Um, I, I mean, I think we'll probably be in agreement on this one. I think that the leaping ability, the wingspan, um, and just his knack for being around the basket, uh, Derek Lively, um, for, for this one is, is my pick. Um, and and I, I mean, yeah, if you have another person, man, I'm, I'm all for it. But it's, <laughs> but, uh, it's got to be consensus. Derek Lively. Yeah, yeah. Derek Lively mm-hmm. is such an elite shot blocker, and I think he's going to do an outstanding job uh, protecting the rim for Duke. I think it's – it's going to be difficult to hold him to Mark Williams' 2.8 blocks per right. game but. Uh, average from last year. That would be amazing if you could get there. Uh, but I do think he's still going to do a great job protecting the but, run for Duke. But you know, to your point, I mean, their measurables are so similar. Uh, right. They're, they're, you know, they're built the same, um, especially on the defensive end. I think their games are, 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 are a little bit more different on the offensive end. But defensively, I mean, they're both tall, skinny rangy long arm like like they're built to block shots and so you know i, I definitely see and then also this year i i believe with good defenders on the perimeter in grandison and and mark mitchell and derek whitehead people like that it's just going to help even more when they do get in the lane they're going to have a guy right on them and then and then lively's going to be coming across the lane for those blocks so i can i definitely see him leading the leading the, the team in blocks for sure all right, we're looking at assists. Who's going to play the most minutes? Steals. A couple of more categories coming up, predicting the Duke men's basketball stat leaders for the upcoming season. We'll do that in just a moment here on Locked On Blue Devils. Today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, as we welcome you back here to Locked On Blue Devils, my name is J.J. Jackson alongside Josh Cox, one of the co-hosts on Duke Football Talk's Section 17 podcast. Let's move forward. Steals on the defensive end of the floor. We just talked about blocks protecting the rim. Here's the last four-year leaders 
for Duke men's basketball. A season ago, it was Wendell Moore Jr. at 1.4 steals per game. 2020-2021, Jordan Goldwire, 2.2 steals per game. Trey Jones before that at 1.8 steals per game. And Zion Williamson in 2018-2019, 2.1 steals per game. Who would have thought that Zion had better numbers than Trey Jones and Wendell Moore Jr. the last four years uh, playing the passing lanes really well. And, of course, Jordan Goldwire had the highest average over the last few seasons. That's a good group of four right there on the defensive end. Oh, for sure. For sure. You see that group before. <clears throat> There's not much uh, not much scoring uh, taking place against those guys, uh, for sure. So, And once again, you see Zion on this list. And shout out to Jordan Goldwire. Probably the peskiest defensive guard we've had at Duke since Steve Wojnarowski, uh, in my opinion. Um, and just really fit, <clears throat> really fit in the mold. <clears throat> Excuse me. Really fit the mold really well. And uh, had a great season last year in Oklahoma and getting some runs around an NBA prospect, you know, and probably will end up overseas making some money playing basketball. So uh, good for him. But this year, uh, most steals, I'm going off of reputation and I'm going off of that wing. I mean, it's typically a wing. And for all of the improvements, we know that this is not necessarily Jeremy Roach's forte and that's okay. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. So with all that being said, I believe our steals leader is going to be Derek Whitehead on the wing this I think year. so, too. I think so, too. I think also from a lead guard position, I think that because of uh, some of Jeremy Roach's weaknesses, if you want to call it that, on that end of the floor, you could see Dariq Whitehead taking the top ball handler for the other team on the defensive end. Going to be in a good position to get a large number of steals this season. I think he's going to play a lot of minutes for Duke. And so, yeah, Josh, I agree with you. A back-to-back agreements from us here. So well, I'm going to Dariq Whitehead. Let me give you a sleeper. <clears throat> if I'm wrong on Derek Whitehead, here's yeah. my sleeper, Tyrese Proctor. I like That's it. my sleeper. I like it. I like I, it. I don't know I that. I don't know that any of too. us. Yeah. He is, and I don't know that any of us really appreciate him yet. Yeah. We're going to. We are. But I don't. I don't know that we do yet. So man, I can't wait for basketball season. You're getting me excited. All right. How about <laughs> assists? Sharing the basketball. <clears throat> Last year, Wendell Moore Jr. Shout out, first round pick, four point four assists per game. The year prior. Jordan Goldwire, a perfect four assists per game. Trey Jones, 6.4 his sophomore season. And then his freshman year, Trey Jones also led Duke in 2018-2019 with 5.3 assists per game. Trey Jones was pretty good. <laughs> back to yeah, back not years bad. the team. Yeah. <clears throat> not bad. Not bad. Yeah, so this season, um, you know, this is actually an interesting discussion because um, at least in, in what we saw those last six weeks of the season, I mean, Jeremy is a scoring guard. I mean, he's 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 really got that knack of putting them on the basket. Now he did get better. I I do believe as well in that same time of realizing when he didn't have the best shot and when his teammates had an open shot. Um, and I believe specifically Nolan Smith uh, worked with him through that. He he actually I believe mentioned that um, in in an interview. Um, so I mean, obviously, I think the natural answer is you know, would be, you would think is going to be Jeremy Roach. And I think I'm going to stick with that, but I, I could, I, I don't know. I'm not as confident on this pick. I just don't know who else. I don't think it's going to be Proctor. I don't think it's going to be Whitehead. I don't, you know what I mean? Then you get in the yeah. bigs and I don't see that happening either. So I think by default, I'm going to say Jeremy Roach. 
and he's the lead guard. I think that uh, yeah. we'll talk about most minutes here in just a moment. I think Jeremy Roach is going to be a strong contender for that as well. So the more you're playing, the more opportunities you have to do that. It's his junior season. Confidence was gained from his play at the NCAA tournament. So, yeah, most assists, i got to go Jeremy Roach as well. I think the other two guys in consideration would be Tyrese Proctor and Dariq Whitehead. I don't see anybody else fitting into that mold. I just don't no. think the bigs are going to get enough. And uh, so I think it'd be one of those three, but ultimately Jeremy Roach. And some of it, honestly, is going to have to do with does John Shire bring in more of a, a structured offensive flow than what Coach K used? Because, you know, we, let's be honest, we've mentioned it already, but a lot of times it was ISO, right? Uh, right. Last five seconds of the shot clock. And that doesn't lend itself to a lot of assists. So, like, who knows? If we get into a flow offensively and we have a little bit more of that, maybe some of these other guys – you know, do uh, you know, do rack up some assist numbers, including Jeremy Roach. So we'll see. It all kind of depends. There's a lot of factors, I, I guess I'd say, at play uh, as to who's going to wind up being the assist leader. All right, I want to talk about the most minutes next. I mentioned this just a second ago. Last year, Wendell Moore Jr. was on the floor the most for Duke, 33.9 minutes per game. Remember, 40-minute contest, so out there for a really long time. The year prior, Matthew Hurt, once again, 32.7 Duke, if Matthew Hurt wasn't on the floor that year, it wasn't great uh, no. for the Duke men's basketball no. team. And then before that, in 2019-2020, Trey Jones, 35.4. And then 2018-2019, the most minutes per game, R.J. Barrett, 35.3 minutes per game. I mean, that's a lot of minutes, isn't it? It is. Uh, it shows you just how important R.J. Barrett and and Trey Jones were to those two teams. Um this is going to be – I just previously mentioned the John Shire coaching. If there is an area that I believe most Duke fans are expecting John Shire to be a little different than Coach K, I believe it's going to be, especially early on in the season, spreading out those minutes a little bit more evenly. Um, the obvious answer here, because he's been the answer to several of our questions, is Jeremy Roach. But Jalen Blake's – from all we've heard during the summer has really impressed the coaching staff. He's away playing on, on a national team right now, yeah. getting some more exposure. And so who knows? I mean, he may be, he may be in 10 minutes out of the game, you know, to give Jeremy a breather. I, we have no idea, no way of knowing how John Shire is going to approach that. We always know, knew that Jeff Capel, when he coached the team was more apt to play more guys and I believe John Shire was as well. So who knows? That maybe, maybe, maybe the answer is Jeremy Roach, but maybe it's it's down in that 32 minutes a game like Matthew Hurt as opposed to that 35 minutes a game like Trey Jones. Yeah, I think that, that that'd be like a fun topic. That's a future show idea for us. The the biggest differences that we yeah. predict between John Shire and Coach K, because I think a deeper bench would be one of those things for the Stukeman's basketball staff. So that minutes number could go down. Even still, Jeremy Roach is your point guard. You feel the most comfortable with him getting you into your sets offensively, running the show, and that sort of thing. And so for that reason alone, the fact he's a junior, he's very experienced compared to a lot of these younger guys on this Duke team. I think Jeremy's going to have the most minutes for Duke this season. All right, got a few more, and we're going to tackle those on the other side of this final timeout. Thanks so much for watching and listening to Locked On Blue Devils today. What you need to do after this is go get more on the ACC by making Locked On ACC your second listen every day. 
hosts Candace Cooper and the local experts like myself of Locked On take you across the conference in 30 minutes. Make Locked On ACC your second listen today. And how about this? For all my North Carolina listeners out there, training camp is moving along for the Carolina Panthers. I'm a big Panthers fan. Keep pounding. We're trying to figure out Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold. Who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Panthers? Julian Council is detailing every day of training camp. Go watch or listen to Locked On Panthers. All right, we move forward here on today's edition of Locked On Blue Devils. Final few moments. J.J. Jackson alongside Josh Cox from Duke Football Talk's Section 17 podcast. Two more categories left to go. We love shooting, and that's where we're going here. Free throw percentage and three-point percentage. This one's fun. I'm going to give out the leaders for Duke men's basketball over the last four years. There were a couple of seasons where a walk-on or two went one for one or two for two. And so officially, Josh, I guess they had the way. But I'm looking at – I need good volume of attempts, and that's who we're going to highlight here. So shout out any walk-ons that get into the game. Shout out to Marshall Plumley, right? Right. Shout out to Marshall Plumley, one for one. That's right. I forgot to bring up Marshall Plumley. You're right, man. <laughs> You're right. Um, all right, so free throw percentage. The past three seasons, the leader has been Wendell Moore Jr., 80.5. His sophomore season, 84.8. And then his freshman year, 80.6 from the free throw line. And then the leader in the 2018-2019 season was Cam Reddish at 77.2% from the charity stripe. Got to knock them down. Got to knock down the free throws. Um, what do you think, Josh? These final two categories are going to be very interesting. Very because, interesting. Because, you know, it's not the volume necessarily. As long as these guys get up on enough attempts, right. they're going to qualify. And uh, and so um, I'm going to go, man. Okay, I, I'm gonna I'm sticking with my guy Jeremy Roach. I'm yeah. gonna go with Roach this year, and I, it's against my better judgment. I want to say Jaden shoots so bad because I feel like his shot is so pure. But I think you're gonna take Jaden shoot, so I'm gonna take Jeremy Roach. Okay, just for the fun of it. What if I didn't take Jaden shoot? Would Ooh. you want to take Jaden shoot? <sighs> yeah, I'm gonna take Jaden. If you're not taking okay. him, I'm taking him because I think okay. he's got the best shot on the team. He does. Uh, I think the attempts is an important thing. I do think we'll see Jaden shoot at the free throw line a good bit. If he, if people just think he's a three point guy, obviously you're not going to get any as many opportunities to right. get fouled and go to the line for that. This one is so tough, Josh, because just looking at the footage, and again, I, I don't have big high school numbers for Lively or Filipowski right. or Whitehead or even Tyrese Proctor. I think Tyrese Proctor. Could be yep. a dark horse for yep. this one here because those bigs for Duke have a really good stroke, Josh. Like I'm yep. so impressed watching them shoot the basketball. Uh, I hope knock on all kinds of wood that remains true for this upcoming season because you know, like I do, the most frustrating times for Duke men's basketball is when free throws are not oh, falling. Yeah. I'm oh, gonna, yeah. I will take Jeremy Roach to be the best free throw shooter this year. I think okay. again, he's just gonna have a big season. So all right. Uh, we so got to make the freebies, Josh. We got to make the freebies. You, you know, when you look back in historical games and you think back to that, uh, the insane Leitner 1992 game, just the fact that he had a perfect game. He literally didn't miss a shot, including 10 free throws. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think I think we take that for granted sometimes. So like right. just how incredible those types of things are. And you know what? At the end of the day, I know this is like 
what your grandmother says, like watching a game, but like they're free. There's no <laughs> one guarding you. Yeah. Like, they're giving down. you the points. Yeah, knock them knock, down. They're yeah. yours. So, uh, you know, to sound like, to sound like a 75 year old lady watching basketball, yeah. Yeah. it's your free throws. They're free. Yeah. So. Shout out to all the grandmas listening to Lockdown right. Blue Devils. That's we right. appreciate you. All right, three-point percentage. Last one today. A.J. Griffin, 44.7% last year. Matthew Hurt, 44.4%. We talk a lot about A.J.'s numbers a season ago, and it really did dip during the NCAA tournament. But 44.4% for Matthew Hurt two seasons ago. Justin Robinson from the COVID-shortened season. 42.9%. Remember the huge UNC game he had on oh, yeah. senior night, the last game that Duke ultimately played that year before COVID knocked the season out. And then our buddy Alex O'Connell in 2018, 2019, 37.5% from three-point land. Give me a comment on those guys, Josh. Well, I mean, uh, once again, the Matthew Hurt love is real. Uh, uh, that, that that's That's real. Excellent season. Justin Robinson, I mean – the season that never was, right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, we never right. did get to see how that was gonna, you know, finish out. Same with Hurt, but still with Robinson, it was it was like heartbreaking, you know. Right. Um, and then I think it's interesting that 2018-2019 team. I mean, that is the Zion Williamson team. But if you think about it, Zion didn't shoot the ball well, RJ didn't shoot the ball well, and even though this is what he was supposed to be doing, Cam didn't shoot the ball yeah. well. And so that was kind of an Alex O'Connell by default. Um, you know, uh, led the team that year. Um, but yeah, I mean, look how just good we've shot the ball. I mean, to have college basketball players shooting 43, 44, 45% from three point line, the game has definitely changed. And so, uh, really exciting, really exciting. I'm interested to see where you head on this one. Yeah, I, I'm because Roach was not good. Roach was Roach was like 33% last year. And I'm, I'm not gonna say Jeremy Roach, yeah. Uh, I'll say Jaden Shute. I think, obviously, I've been on the Jaden Shute hype train. Uh, I will proudly promote myself as the conductor of the Jaden (laughs) Shute hype train. Just because, again, this is a top 50 recruit. Any other school in America, you're freaking out that Jaden Shute plays for your team. In the raw, uncut footage of Duke men's basketball that they've put out, Duke Blue Planet, from the scrimmages so far this year, I'll note that we haven't seen Jaden Shute miss a three-pointer. That's true three for three or four for four uh, in those cuts. And, so and he's catching him in like transition and like right. not even putting the ball down, like catch right. high, keep high and draining him. So I got to go shoot. I, I just, okay. and it's okay to agree here. I'm going to go Jaden shoot. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm wild card in this one. Okay. Because I think, I, I think the, uh, I think his efficiency could be off the charts here. I'm going with the Christian Leitner lookalike Kyle Filipowski. I love it um, because I think he shoots the ball really well. Right. He's a big, um, and I don't I know how totally the offense is going to flow. That. I totally so, can see that. Just for the fun of it, right? We can't pick the same yeah. guys all the time. So, like, I think Filipowski could. Um, he could have a Matthew Hurt. I yeah. mean, think about it. He could have a Matthew Hurt type season from behind a three point line. Did this make you miss basketball season even more? Hundred project today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm ready for football. Don't get me wrong. Right. I'm ready for football. But uh, I, I don't I want to know, know if we're gonna... right on these predictions. Man. Right. I want to know. It's going to be interesting, like that whole month of November when like basketball is actually going and football right. is also actually going. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself, but anyway, yeah. it's going to be. Gonna be a It'll fun be month. here before we know it. It'll be here. Before Absolutely. We know it. Absolutely. All right, here we go. It's uh, another great edition of Lockdown Blue Devils. 
Josh, you're coming back for tomorrow's show, which is very exciting. We'll talk a little football coming up tomorrow. Uh, but uh, thanks for stopping by and being on the show again today. Thanks, JJ, for having me, man. Have a great day. That's my buddy Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 Podcast. And that wraps up another edition of Lockdown Blue Devils. Again, if you haven't done so already, please follow and subscribe to our podcast for free wherever you get them. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, take the time to type out a five-star written review. When you leave words, the Apple Podcast and Spotify platforms love that algorithm. It helps the podcast be become more easier to find. And so thank you for taking the time to do that. Again, if you're watching us on YouTube, like this video, subscribe, share it with your friends. Please, again, subscribe on YouTube and watch the show daily each and every day. That's going to do it for another edition of Lockdown Blue Devils. My name is JJ Jackson. Talk to you tomorrow. Thank you and good day.